This is Six Rings. The dynasty continues. And football things. The X, the Z, vertical routes. I love football, man. With your host, Andy Hart. Well, Andy Hart is a football genius. I'm not going to pretend I sit down and watch the All-22. Next question, Andy Hart, please. Nick Fitzy Stevens. Is that Fitzy with you this morning? Absolutely not, Fitzy. This just in, I'm dead inside. And Chris Shine. Derek Carr, however, is a guy I would ride tonight. I think Matt Patricia's a boob. Pats, pals, and Foxborough friends, we welcome you to yet another latest and greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, a presentation of WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey Sports. Yet again, we come to you from Patriots Training Camp 2022. We just wrapped up day three, and joining me today as my usual co-host, Andy Hart, is currently doing a hit on WEEI on the Gresham Keefe program. On the media hill overlooking the practice fields, I got the one and only one of my original Pats pals, the Deuce, Mike Dusso from Patriots.com. Can you believe, here we are, I mean, we say this to each other every time we see each other at the stadium, a couple of guys who started blogs and YouTube channels, made their way through social media, not only becoming lifelong friends, but guys, credentialed media members out here in service of our favorite football team. I mean, it's unbelievable, but it's something that I never want to forget nope. that energy that we had of coming here as fans and being excited to see these guys, and I try to continue that energy. So it's it's surreal, it's awesome, and here we are, day three at training camp. Where else would you rather be? For me, nowhere. It's been awesome. Just love watching football. Of course, it'll get better next week when the pads get on, but for right now, it's been a great few days. Tahiti wouldn't be bad. Uh, nah. nah. They got football why, there? Why, Matt why, Jones you, there? Yeah, who wants to be in San Diego when you can be right out here sweating it out on the media hill at Pats Camp 2022. <laughs> uh, so overall, I'd say like uh, day three felt a little bit more like we weren't just focusing on specialized groups. Like day one was the offense and day two, the cornerbacks and the safeties really shine. Today started trending toward a, a coordinated practice. It's not like the pads don't come on till Monday. So I know it's still sort of silly season. It's the slap and tickle. It doesn't technically count yet, but Today felt a little bit more organized. A uh, couple things stood out to me. What were the first couple things that jumped out to you? Well, I think Jonu Smith had a number of nice catches, and that's always great to see. I mean, everybody's expecting and hoping that he can have a, you know, a little bit of a jump in the second year or what have you. But I thought, you know, a bunch of contested catches for him, touchdowns, nice plays. Whereas it was Devontae Parker in the first couple of days making big catches, pumping up the crowd. Yep. Today it was kind of Jean-U. Uh, and I thought Jacoby got involved too. Hadn't seen much from him the first couple of days. He made a few catches over the middle, I think, as they moved out into that high red zone area. Right. It opened things up a little bit for him. We obviously know in the in the low red zone, he's not a big touchdown vulture. Uh, he's more of a guy who does his work in the middle of the field. So it's good to see those guys you know, kind of pop a little bit after we'd seen things from Aguilar and Bourne and Parker on those initial days. Yeah, now a lot of people that are listening right now are probably saying, all right, Deuce, Fitz, here's the thing. I was told it was John O. Smith's season last year. He was a guy they invested in heavily financially because they were buying on the potential of what they thought he could bring from a football and athletic perspective. Didn't quite pan out. We'll just leave it at that. So is this buyer beware? Am I going to get burned again? Should I should I be wearing oven mitts when I reach out to embrace John O. Smith year two? Because if I'm to believe the hype that the comeback tour begins now, some of the catches he made look tremendous today again it's not it's just you know no pads it's not that contested and i heard he did well last year in training yeah. camp but you can see the physical talent is there like the skill is there how do we get it to translate on the field yeah it's a great question Fitz. i mean that's you know and i felt the same way last year i was excited about him it seemed like they were making active efforts to get him the ball he was productive in camp i went into last year 
extremely optimistic about his delivery, you know, what he was going to be able to do on the field. And, you know, it never quite translated. I think he had his moments here and there, but I think he's just never looked comfortable last year. And so I think the hope this year is that he's comfortable. And he talked a little bit about that after practice today when he spoke with the media. Uh, and he's been here. He's been here through the spring. And so, you know, it's hard to say, hey, we, these plays are absolutely going to translate once they get into September and October and et cetera. But, you know, there's always that little beware. You don't know. I mean, and, and plus you're looking at a team where you're hoping Mac Jones's favorite target's going to be the open one. So as much as I want Johnu to have a breakout year, I want the offense to be better. So if he's part of that, great. I don't know if he's going to be an 80-90 catch guy ever, but I think he can be more productive than he was last year, certainly in the, in, the, in the end zone as we saw today. Something in the neighborhood of like what Hunter Henry put up last season would make for a remarkable jump from season one to season two for Johnu Smith. Uh, one of the things I've also noticed out of a lot of players, we talked about it quickly on yesterday's pod, a lot of players showed up in, quote, the best shape of their lives. That's not Dana, always happened. <laughs> that, it sort of always does happen, but, like, Hunter Henry looks like he's slimmed down, like he took his offseason yeah. seriously. Damian Harris is just absolutely ripped up and, of course, continues to bark everywhere he goes, basically letting everyone know there's going to be a dog there's out a there on the field. There's on. a lot of barking yeah. going on. Very canine practice here, day three <laughs> at Pat's camp. Ramondre Stevenson as well. Uh, everyone looking sharp. I liked seeing Kendrick Bourne used a lot on fade patterns in the end zone because – We've talked about it on the radio. I've been opining for it every opportunity I get a chance. I want to see Kendrick Bourne, not only just more involved in the offense, Sean Spicer voice, period. I would like to see him used in the red zone more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing that stood out to me is how many fades they've been throwing in practice. I mean, it feels like almost every touchdown that they've we thrown never saw that last have year. been back shoulder fades to the end zone. So there's been a concerted effort, I think, through camp in these initial days for whatever reason. Last year we saw them in the red zone a ton anyway, but for whatever reason they continue to kind of push it. Some of them have been successful. I think Jalen Mills has gotten his hands on a couple. Um, you know, Sean Wade today I thought mm-hmm. was effective in some of the back end zone throws. Nice to see him make a cameo. Finally, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, got, go. you know, he's been kind of thrust into the fire a little bit with Jonathan Jones and Miles Bryant being out so he's getting an opportunity even Marcus Jones the rookie was was thrown in there a little bit but just interesting to me they continue to throw these fades and you know I think as we get into next week we'll see them a little bit more in the middle of the field maybe then we start to see even more at Kendrick Bourne and his run after catch speed and mm-hmm. you know I thought that was something that always just stood out with him last year was he catches the ball and he takes off I mean he just eats grass like there's an awesome. economy of energy used like yeah. we know he's the most uh, buoyant personality he's high energy I was telling the fans earlier like He's the, if, if the Patriots' offense is an engine, the spark plug is Kendrick Bourne. Absolutely. Bourne Polly is where it's at. Yep. The way he's able to make Coach Belichick laugh. He walks out on the field arm-in-arm arm with Robert Kraft like everybody loves this guy, and I just want to see more use in the offense. Another wide receiver who's done a nice job opening eyes early on in the OTAs and your spring practices all the way down here to day three. Is it? I'll ask you this: Is it Trey Nixon season? <laughs> Not yet. Looking it hasn't good, been. <laughs> yeah, but he's but he's it look, looking good. He's no. Like he's building on the positive momentum he established in the spring. Better day today. I mean, I I did catch one drop that he had in, in the end zone, yeah. and uh, you know did a great job here at the end of practice with the little uh, catch a punt competition. Oh, that was a bl- what a treat for the fans. Treat watching for the fans. The blue versus the white. It back was Marcus forth. Jones, defensive back, punt returner, who I think is angling nicely for PR he one. Is. He looks like it. He does. He's got this. I mean, the, the kid scored from every possible angle an opportunity in college he's electric he's, he's electric a, he's electric i mean you talk about trey, I, mean, trey Nixon, I, yeah. I, I think trey is i mean there's a lot of receivers that he's looking up there's guys who have been in the nfl there's you know nelson Aguilar. there's jacoby myers you mentioned Bourne, and you know Devontae parker yeah. one of the strongest ones so right there there's four guys that you are kind of hoping come in and, and contribute and then thornton who's a second round pick so he ain't going anywhere nope. either so, so that's five right trey there Nixon's then unless a there's battle. a surprise cut or a trade like he's, he's gonna fight. have to continue but, to fight you know to look establish. he's a second year guy he was on the practice 
practice squad or, you know, last year worked through. So, you know, maybe it's developmental for him and now, but, but I think it's going to, it might take an injury or a trade to really open the door for him to take a, you know, a sizable role this year. But Hey, just like all these guys, all they can do, get out here every day, be consistent with your availability and catch the ball when it's thrown to you. But if I would you do that, you'll see what happens. I would hate to see them try to sneak him on the practice squad because I think like with the Hollisters years ago yeah. where they cut they Cody on, and they're both, both, both on with pro careers. careers. We yep. saw Cody last year come back with the Titans and Jacob, of course, played with the Seattle Seahawks and has plenty more opportunities as a pro. Uh, see, on the other side of the ball today, uh, didn't, didn't really see anyone else stand out defensively, but... The, the punt returning was a focus day. Special teams yeah. sort of came into the fray. So we saw Nick Folk, uh, my guy, big kick Nick was over here. Uh, missed literally nothing that he tried. So effortless, so Still easy. Still got it. Stud, MVP of the team, MVP of the league. I've said it. I'll stand on it. He's my guy. Uh, highlight of the day for me was watching Nick Folk uh, blast a 30-yarder through the uprights. Tommy Curran sitting, of course, as the mayor of Media Hill oh, from no. NBC Sports Boston, sitting in his chair reaches one arm out and catches it. Oh, Hot dogs it and catches cool. the ball. One hand. What a cool what a If cool only guy. we could get Did him on the field. Did anyone get a video on that? Did the camera guys get that I, one? I guarantee you he's talked about it already on his podcast <laughs> as well as NBC Sports Boston. <laughs> There's got to be tweets out there. It was about great. It. But watching the guys field the punts and the punters as well, we got our first look at Jake Julian, yeah. the rookie they brought in to compete with or push from a salary or who knows what perspective, <laughs> yeah. Jake Bailey. I tell you, Jake Bailey is back. Whatever was ailing him last year, whether it was the knee, a yeah. quad, something, it's gone because the, you can just see the difference. Like his ball traveled a good 15 yards further than Jake Julian. It explodes off of his foot. Like yeah. the boom that he brought those first couple seasons that made him a pro bowler and an all pro is back. Yeah, and it's a big part of the game. And I mean, I think last year the special teams weren't, you know, where they wanted to be. We could talk about the block punts and, you know, Ugh. things that not, Never aren't again. necessarily in Jake Bailey. It's a Bailey's. dollar in the special teams jar. <laughs> you know, not really necessarily Jake Bailey's fault. And I think he was fighting with an injury last year as well. So uh, you mentioned Marcus Jones. He was up there, uh, you know, catching punts. And, and I, I mean, he was just dynamic in, in, in college. So you're hoping that he's going to be able to translate that into the pro game. But it looks like they're throwing him right into the mix. And even on defense, I thought he, you know, got some snaps yep. after Sean Wade as well. But you know, overall, I think the last couple of days, the defense has kind of turned it up a little bit. We're seeing the competition rise between the offense and the defense. Now I'm looking tomorrow and, and into Monday, certainly when the pads come on, for the offense to kind of counterpunch and maybe start to produce, especially when they get to the middle of the field, they have a little bit more room to work with. Heard Tyquan Thornton saying, as he was one of the players made available to the media afterward, that he knows he's fast. He just needs to find a way to make it translate on the field. <laughs> yeah. Give me sort of a quick, uh, we'll call it, we like to call them zip takes, a little zip take, uh, long view. What do you think his impact is this year? Uh, you know, I have low expectations, and I question myself on that because I think because we're not know, doubting his talent. I'm not it's doubting his talent. We, it's as, as, as we laid out those, you know, four guys ahead of him that are all, you know, good. And you've got Aguilar, who's got some speed, who can be an outside guy. You've obviously got Parker on the outside, who can be a contested catch guy. So, you know, it's not like man, we got nobody on the outside with any kind of speed. I, I do think they'll use him like Bethel Johnson a little bit, where mm -hmm. they throw him out there from now and then, and you know, let him stretch the field. I think, you know, we were talking about do we they need a deep know, threat, yeah, a right. field stretch. Do they set up a play in the preseason? where they're like, this is just a go route to Tyquan Thornton just to show the league that he's got, you know, we some got of that this, speed. Like, just and so you know, put this, in your, put this in your planning for the Patriots Something book to this think week. about. Um, but, you know, maybe there's a chance, and I don't think anyone's really saying this, but maybe there's a chance that, you know, he, he does do more than that. And maybe he an injury opens the door for him or a trade perhaps or something, you know. But I think what we've seen so far early on is that he's very much a rookie. He's learning about how to run routes in the pros. Saw yesterday Bill Belichick kind of walking him through and, you know, showing the footwork. So, 
Today we saw him trying to get out press from Justin Bethel, so you know that's something that he's going to have to learn as well. So I think there's a ways to go for him, but his speed jumps off the field, so that's something you got to incorporate. We talked about what do we want this year? Let's get faster. He's faster for sure. Yeah, and Mac Jones always continue that shows up early. The fans love him. Looks the part. Every pass. Nice spirals, very accurate. So you're getting everything that you want to see and then some. Like I, I'm tracking and I believe we're all buying into the light progression, you know, right now from Mac Jones. We'll see what happens next week as we step up into the pads and get ready for the actual preseason games in a couple weeks. Uh, I think the one thing, last thought, Deuce, yeah. is that we haven't really seen much. And what can you see when you're not having padded practices from the linebackers? That's a group I'm going to have my I think a lot of people are concerned about the corners and the linebackers. Yep. So next week when the pads come on, what do you think we'll see from the linebackers? It'll be their chance to finally shine. I'm excited. I mean, the one-on-ones, that stuff, I mean, that's – and I throw the edge in there too. I mean, outside of Matthew Judon, you know, you got some real questions about – you know, what's a one-on-one? How does Josh Uche hold up against Trent Brown if he's got to set the edge against him? You know, Anthony Jennings, the guy that was out last year. Uh, you know, Sam Roberts, a rookie who's a big dude and has mm-hmm. a lot of strength. Maybe not the technique down yet, but, you know, what does it look like when he's going against a Michael and when you or, or those kind of, you know, established NFL players? And, of course, Cole Strange, you know, on the mm-hmm. other side of the ball. How does the rookie look against some of these bigger NFL defensive tackles that, you know, everyone's penciling him, him, him in as the left guard? He's got to deal with these guys right out of the gate in Miami. They got some good interior defensive tackles too. So how does he look? I think right. there's going to be a ton to watch next week. Of course you're excited. We all love to get it back out here, and it's not quite pads yet, but it's still exciting. But next week's what it's all about. It's all about next week. Uh, the padded practices begin on Monday. The heat next week is going to be cranked up. You want to talk about like a throwback to when it used to be like two days and thumping and sweating it out there. It's going to be in the 90s here next week. Hopefully we'll have a couple more Six Rings pods with Andy Hart and company. I'm going to be off next week. Appreciate you swinging by, Deuce. Give Mike a follow. Of course, you can read everything at Patriots.com. He's on Patriots Unfiltered several times a week. And you can read his articles and follow his social thoughts at MikeDusso19. Andy's going to be taking care of the Patriots coverage. He and Shime will be on the pods, and hopefully we'll have a couple impromptu Patriots practice podcasts as well out here on Media Hill. Give us a follow at Six Rings Pod if you get a chance. And, of course, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends there's a big, bad, new Pats podcast in town. We're building a community, and we're having a good time along the way. So thank you guys for listening. This has been the latest edition of Six Rings and Football Things. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens saying good day, God bless, drink up, and as always, go Pats.